Welcome back to Nightly Encounters. This is Dakota Wortman, and today we're going to be talking about the folklore of Texas. Uh, I feel that there is a lot of really cool stories out there uh, all around Texas that I think should be shared. Um, they're very interesting to me, at least, uh, and if this does well, then I might do other states, because I know there are a lot of states with their own type of folklore. So definitely want to check that out. And if this does well, I'll keep, I'll continue doing this. And uh, I hope you guys enjoy bringing you the unknown one encounter at a time. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. definitely want to mention um i have a bunch of tapes that i would love to get digitized um they are from a very good friend of mine um they are very personal family tapes that that have never been released on real esp experiment uh, experiments um, there are some government tapes in here, and it was dealt with government officials and everything like that. These are reel-to-reel -reel tapes and cassette tapes, and they're very, very fragile. So if you can, please, 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 I'm going to say I have links everywhere. If you follow me on Instagram, Facebook, or um, uh, wherever you get your podcasts from, uh, go ahead, please, um, if, you, if you can, donate some money so I can get those digitized. I feel that these experiments, I have over hundreds of tapes here, and I feel that these tapes are incredible. I, I really believe that in the bottom of my heart, and I really, 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 really know that you guys would definitely enjoy this. So why don't keep pumping out some content? I definitely want to uh, try and ask for your guys' help. Anything works, uh, I would be very appreciative. Thank you very much. Uh, today is April 19th, uh, but yesterday was April 18th. <laughs> and I say that as current events. I want to pull up one serious, one funny, and... Uh, one weird current event for each pod or each episode I do just kind of like uh, have fun with it at the same time you know um, the first one I found is uh, the Americans now spend more on legal weed than on chocolate sales of marijuana from dispensaries topped 30 billion dollars in the last year compared to 18 billion dollars on the sweet stuff that is insane. Um, let me read a little bit further. Uh, this says Americans spent more money on legal weed last year than chocolate and craft beer, 
combined after major changes to marijuana laws. Craft beer? What do you mean? Uh, see, to me, I'm a craft beer guy. I am not very much into, you know, marijuana or anything. I know many of my friends do, but uh, marijuana is just not for me. You know, I, yes, I do smoke cigarettes, and yes, I do drink beer. But I don't drink beer often. But when I do drink a beer, I drink a very dark beer. I enjoy it. You know, I don't pound water beers or anything like that. Anyways, I think that's wild. Uh, that even chocolate, you know, like no one, like chocolate's sales are lower than marijuana. That's wild. <laughs> Anyways. Uh, the amount spent by Americans on marijuana products annually has also surpassed sums spent on painkillers, along with the craft beer. Whoa. Anyways, well, we got, uh, I have another one for you guys uh, today, uh, around 4.33 p.m. This was updated on the New York Post. One person killed five injured in New York City parking garage collapse. So one person was killed and multiple others trapped Tuesday after a parking garage collapse in lower Manhattan, officials said. Shocking footage from the scene at 3537 Ann Street shows multiple cars on top of the concave roof as a woman is heard screaming, get out. At this time, the building is completely unstable. Mayor Eric Adams said during a press conference at the scene. I am actually, guys, I'm watching this footage right now as we speak and seeing all those cars tumbled is, wow, that is insane. Well, prayers to the families and the one person that passed away. Uh, we hope you guys get good or get better. Uh, that is very tragic news. Um, anyways. Okay, so this is going to be the last current event. Um, this one actually uh, was published. Let me see here. This was published 4-14-2023. Uh, um, the headline is Alien Motherships Pentagon Official Floats A Theory for Unexplained Sightings. So let's read this, shall we? The official in charge of secretive Pentagon effort to investigate unexplained aerial incursions has co-authored an academic paper that presents an out-of-this-world theory. Recent objects could actually be alien probes from a mothership sent to study Earth. In a draft paper dated March 7th, Ken Kirkpatrick, head of the Pentagon's all-Domain Anomaly Resolution Office, and Harvard professor Avi Loeb teamed up to write that the objects, which appear to defy all physics, could be probes from an extraterrestrial parent craft. <laughs> that is wild. It's unusual for government officials, especially those involved in the nascent effort to collect intelligence on recent sightings to discuss the possibility of extraterrestrial life, although top agency officials don't rule it out when asked. After Loeb 
posted it online, the paper gained notary from a post on Military Times and has also circulated among science-focused news outlets. More than half of the five-page paper is devoted to discussing the possibility that the unexplained objects DOD is studying could be the probes in the mothership scenario, including most of the page-long introduction. One section is titled The Extraterrestrial Possibility and another Propulsion Methods. The paper also explains that interstellar objects such as the cigar-shaped Amuamua, that is a weird word, uh, that scientists spotted flying through the galaxy in 2017 could potentially be a parent craft that releases many small probes during its close passage to Earth. The paper goes on to compare the probes to dandelion seeds that could be separated from a parent craft by the sun's gravitational force. It examines the physics of how the smaller craft could move through the Earth's atmosphere to reach the surface where they could be spotted by humans. The paper notes that the probes could use starlight to charge their batteries and the Earth's water to fuel. It also speculates on the motive of aliens. You know, guys, I know that, you know, 2023 has been absolutely nuts. Honestly, and it has been. Uh, but the fact of the matter is, is that another thing that I've been thinking about a lot as well is all this UFO stuff is coming out. All this UFO stuff is coming out. And yet, nobody's talking about it. Man, I remember... When I was a kid, you know, I was watching the X-Files or any, like, alien thing or, you know, when when the internet wasn't really that big back then, you got to read all the studies and all this other stuff from books, like actual books. I don't know if people read books nowadays, but from the actual books themselves, you get to see all the evidence that was there or uh, you make your own conclusions. Now, with the UFO phenomena going on right now. I don't know if this is a distraction. I don't know what's going on. But you would think that people would be more excited about this stuff. Especially since there's been people out there that have been talking about this for years. The government will just come out and say... Yeah, here's a footage of some UFO stuff. Yeah, we've been studying this stuff, too. Yeah, you know, blah, blah, blah. Here it is. And guess what? Nobody cares. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's uh, the crazy division in our country right now. I don't know if it's, you know, the... I, I mean, I don't know. I don't know. But you would just think that all these people who talked about UFOs and stuff would be more excited about it. I know in the UFO community, you know, it's very small because everybody thinks they're crazy. I don't think they're all crazy. Be, ex be ex uh, skeptic to a certain point. 
me say that again. Be a skeptic to a certain point. You don't have to be so skeptic that nothing is doable until you see it, right? Think about the hundreds of thousands of reports of UFO sightings. Imagine that. Probably more than that. Over how many years is the government taking technology from the UFO, you know, these crafts? Are they? Because I think <laughs> the more that they come out, nobody's caring, like at all. And I don't, I don't understand. Like you don't think that it just doesn't affect anybody. You would think, because okay, if they were hiding UFO projects, because there would be mass hysteria, and they were hiding all this. But then when they do come out with something, nothing, crickets. I don't know. This is my thoughts on that. I'll, uh, well, we'll get in here about the folklore of Texas. Uh, and, uh, yeah, let's get into it. 642, okay, we've been dropping hints, teasing and talking about this all morning long. A popular ghost story here in San Antonio is over at Woman Hollering Creek. A story about a woman who lurks around the St. Hedwig area, leaving visitors terrified, but does she really exist? Whoa. As our Max Massey and producer Joy Presley and Carlos Hernandez show us, there are some questions better left unanswered. She didn't feel the love of her husband, and to get even with him, she drowned their children. This is the story of a woman who's now believed to haunt this creek. And she would call from the other side to try to get people to come out into the creek so that they could be drowned. And they would say that she would try to grab them and pull them into the creek and drown them. The story goes the woman's ghostly image started appearing once she died. Several people have come forward and said they've encountered her or heard her. So to find her, today we have some ghost hunting equipment. This right, this right here, this is an obelisk. And this has a dictionary. It does a lot of things, but it's on dictionary mode and it's got words in it. It's believed that the spirits will pick the words up and it'll start talking. Did it really? Yes. Enough shoot. Enough video shoot. Let me take a look. Yeah. I, I thought I saw something. Yeah, like right now it's getting a real light reading. It's just starting to pick something up a little bit. But when it's in the red is when it would be the intensity of something. Luckily for us, we never actually found her. At least, we didn't think so. I definitely hear something crying. Yes. Nope, no sir. <laughs> we we got to go down here. We might, we might pick her up. Come on. Now, obviously, it seems like we're kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's pitch black outside. And just looking around, you know, we're hearing a lot. We're seeing some things moving. And this is probably the most paranormal, scary situation I've ever been in. Originally, the hollering and noise people hear were from panthers, but we're told that's no longer the case. What they hear today, I'm not sure. 
Because the area is not full of panther anymore. In the late 1930s, a bus driver was bringing home a load of kids from a field trip. It was late at night and all the children were sleeping. As he was attempting to cross the railroad tracks, the bus stalled out. As luck would have it, a train was barreling down the tracks at high speed. The bus driver had no chance to rouse the kids and the bus wouldn't start or move. Then there was a horrific crash. The bus was literally torn in two. The bus driver was thrown from the wreckage and miraculously survived. But everyone's dismay, all of the children were killed instantly. No one really blamed the bus driver for this terrible accident. It wasn't his fault. But he was racked by so much guilt that he felt like he couldn't go on living. Shortly thereafter, he returned to the intersection in his own private vehicle and parked it on the tracks, waiting for the next train to come and end his life. As he sat there, he began to hear giggling and laughter, strangely familiar to his ears. The next thing he knew, his car was being moved uphill and across the tracks to safety. When he got out of his car to investigate, he noticed small handprints and fingerprints on the back of his vehicle. In his mind, it was the ghosts or the spirits of those children moving him to safety. It was their way of telling him that they did not blame him for what happened. He then went on to lead a very productive life, guilt-free. It is said that if you go to those tracks to this day and put your car in neutral, your car will be pushed up and over the tracks to safety by the ghosts of the children. And if you put baby powder on the back of your car, you will see handprints and fingerprints from the children. Texas. Uh, Texas is a state with rich and diverse cultural heritage, and its folklore is no exception. The folklore of Texas has been shaped by a variety of cultural groups, including Native American tribes, Spanish explorers, and Anglo settlers. Each group has contributed its own unique stories, legends, and beliefs to the folklore of Texas creating a tapestry of stories that reflect the state's history, culture, and identity. One of the earliest and most influential groups in Texas history were the Native American tribes, who lived in the region for thousands of years before European contact. But these tribes, including the Comanche, Apache, and Caracalla, had their own rich traditions of storytelling and folklore. Many of their stories were passed down through oral traditions and revolved around the natural world with tales of powerful spirits and animals. First off is Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett was a frontierman and poli uh, I can't say that. I'm so sorry. Politician who played a prominent role in the Texas Revolution. Crockett was known for his legendary marksmanship and his exploits in hunting and trapping 
which became the basis for many tall tales and legends. One of the most famous legends about Davy Crockett is the story of his fight with a bear. According to the legend, Crockett encountered a bear while out hunting and was able to wrestle it to the ground and kill it with his bare hands. Pesco's Bill Pesco's Bill is a cowboy said to have been raised by coyotes and able to tame any wild animal with ease. I don't know if it's Pecos or Picos Bill, but you know what? I'm, I'm going to say Picos, all right? Picos Bill was known for his larger-than-life exploits, such as lassoing a tornado and riding it like a bucking bronco. <laughs> One of the most famous stories about Picos Bill is the tale of how he created the Rio Grande. According to legend, Pico's Bill was out riding one day when he saw a beautiful woman named Sirena drowning in the river. He dove in to save her, but as they swam to shore, a giant catfish swallowed them both. Pico's Bill was able to fight his way out of the catfish's belly, but Sirena was lost forever. To honor her memory, Pico's Bill created the Rio Grande by dragging his cowboy boots through the mud. That is a cool story. I'm not going to lie. Can you just imagine you're just making the Rio Grande with your boots? That would be insane. Anyways, such a cool story. I absolutely love that one. I don't know why. I just do. All right. The Chupacabra. Ah, yeah, the Chupacabra. Everybody's heard the Chupacabra. It's big in Texas, you know. The chupacabra is a creature said to roam the Texas countryside, killing livestock and draining their blood. The blood of the chupacabra, or the story of the chupacabra, (laughs) sorry about that, originated in Puerto Rico, but has since spread throughout Latin America and into Texas. According to legend, the chupacabra is a small, bipedal creature with spines along its back, and glowing red eyes. Its name means goat sucker, as it is said to primarily target goats and other small livestock. (sighs) They're just mangy puppies. I don't know. I've always thought about that. I was like, yeah, they're just probably just mangy puppies. Probably down in downtown San Antonio somewhere. (laughs) Um, La Llorona. La Llorona is a ghostly figure said to haunt the banks of the Rio Grande. According to the legend, La Llorona was a beautiful woman who drowned her children in the river out of jealousy for her husband's affections. She was said to wander the riverbank, crying out for her lost children and dragging unsuspecting victims into the water. The story of La Llorona has roots in Spanish and Mexican folklore, but has become a popular tale in Texas and other parts of the United States as well. And if you guys haven't heard of La Llorona, I mean, there's a movie out there already, so it's all right. It's a good movie. It's a good watch. It's not like something I watch again. I don't think it's actually terrifying. I think it's pretty Hollywood out, but, you know... Go check it out if you want to know who and what La Llorona's tale is or whatnot. It's pretty cool. Um, 
All right, the next one is uh, Haunted Railroad Tracks, which you've heard the clips from the beginning. Um, that was an actual San Antonio clip uh, from KSAT or whatnot. Um, but the Haunted Railroad Tracks in San Antonio are said to be the site of a tragic accident involving a bus full of children. According to the legend, the bus stalled on the tracks and was hit by a train, killing all of the children on board. The ghosts of the children are said to still haunt the tracks today, pushing cars that stop on the tracks over the crossing to safety. Many visitors to the site report feeling a sense of unease and hearing the sounds of children's laughter. Okay, so I actually went and, because I'm a filmmaker, I went and shot a uh, music video over there uh, about a couple years ago. I think, in my opinion, as a skeptic, um, I believe that there is... I think there is, I don't know, a curve, kind of like a bump of something uh, that makes your car kind of move like that. I don't really think that there's ghost children out there. Sorry to burst bubbles. Um, I went there personally. We looked silly. We put the uh, <laughs> the the stuff on the back of the car. Nothing happened. I, I feel that it was a very silly thing to do. Um, but if you guys want to, go ahead and go check it. I think it's kind of cool. Um, and if you do see something crazy, tell me about it. I, I would love to hear that story. If you have a story that this actually happened to you, my mind is very open, and I would love to hear it. So, anyways, off to the next story. Next story is the Marfa Lights. The Marfa Lights was a mysterious phenomenon that had been observed in the sky over Marfa, Texas, since the 19th century. The lights are said to be small, bright orbs that move in unpredictable patterns across the skies. Some believe the lights are caused by natural phenomena like ball lighting or atmospheric gases, while others attribute them to extraterrestrial activity or ghostly spirits. The next one is uh, the Donkey Lady. The Donkey Lady is a terrifying creature said to haunt the woods near San Antonio. According to legend, the Donkey Lady was once a woman who was badly burned in a house fire. Her hands and face were disfigured, giving her a grotesque appearance. Over time, her body began to take on donkey-like features, such as hooves and a long, braying voice. The donkey lady is said to roam the woods, scary, or scaring and attacking anyone who crosses her path. Now, I will tell you this right now. If, like it sounds silly... But if you were to actually encounter something like this, which if you guys have stories, please submit them to Nightly Encounters because uh, I would love to hear your encounter. But if this was ever encountered, me personally, I don't know. I would freak out because I think that is actually quite terrifying. Can you just imagine a grotesque appearance burned, her hands and her face are disfigured and just hooves and nah, nah, dude. That is <laughs> that's freaky, man. Um, 
if I saw that thing, I don't know what I'd do. I'd, you know, lay there, I don't know, die. <laughs> um, all right, next story is uh, the ghost of Emily Morgan. Sorry, guys. I'm, uh, my throat's getting a little dry over here. Uh, Emily Morgan was a young woman who was captured by Mexican soldiers during the Texas Revolution and taken to San Antonio as a prisoner. Legend has it that she was so beautiful and that she caught, she caught the eye of a Mexican general, Santa Ana, who was so smitten with her that he delayed his army's advance on the Alamo. According to some versions of the story, Emily Morgan was actually a spy for the Texans who used her charms to distract Santa Ana and give the Texans time to prepare for battle. Today, Emily Morgan is said to haunt the hotel that bears her name in San Antonio, appearing as a ghostly figure in a flowing white dress. Next story is the Goatman of Lake Worth. The Goatman, the Goatman, sorry, I said Goatman. I don't know why I said Goatman. The Goatman. The Goatman is a creature said to live in the woods around Lake Worth, just outside of Fort Worth. Uh, Fort Worth. According to legend, the Goatman is a half-man, half-goat creature that terrorizes campers and hikers in that area. Some believe that the Goatman is the result of a gene uh, genetic experiment gone wrong, while others think he is demonic presence that has taken up residence in the woods. See, that wouldn't surprise me. Government experiment wouldn't surprise me. I wouldn't. It wouldn't surprise me that uh, the Goat Man was an experiment. Uh, Bigfoots were experiments that were released out in the wild, and you know, there's barely any. There's so many theories out there, but what if our cre What if the creatures that we know and love, you know, to tell these stories about that we experience these encounters? What if they are? Or if they're all experiments from the government, see, that would be not surprising. <laughs> Anyways, uh, the Bigfoot of Texas. Bigfoot, also known as Sasquatch, is a legendary creature said to inhabit the woods and forests of North America. There have been numerous sightings of Bigfoot in Texas over the years, with many people reporting encounters with a large hairy creature that stands upright and walks on two legs. While there is no concrete evidence to support the existence of Bigfoot, the legend persists and continues to fascinate believers and skeptics alike. <coughs> Government. Anyways, <laughs> uh, the next one is the ghost of... Uh, uh, let me move my chair around. I have a very squeaky chair, by the way. All right, so the next one is the Ghost Road of Cato Lake. The Ghost Road of Cato Lake is a stretch of road in East Texas that is said to be haunted by the ghost of a family who died in a car accident. According to legend, if you drive down the road at night with your headlights turned off, you will see the ghostly apparitions of the family's car crash in front of you. No, thank you. <laughs> Um, the Haunting of Menger Hotel. I 
think that's how you say it, Menger. Or is it Menger, Minger, Menger Hotel. I'm going to just say Menger. The Menger Hotel is a historic hotel located in downtown San Antonio. It is said to be haunted by a number of ghosts, including Teddy Roosevelt, who recruited his rough riders at the hotel during the Spanish-American War. Guests have reported seeing apparitions of soldiers, a Victorian lady in a blue dress, and even the ghost of Sally White, a chambermaid, chambermaid who was murdered in the hotel in the 1800s. Woo! Uh, the Headless Horseman of Bernie. Okay, I actually live in Bernie area, by the way. Um, and I never knew that this folklore even existed until I did some of this research. This is absolutely mind-blowing. The Headless Horseman of Bernie? The Headless Horseman of Bernie, Texas, is a ghostly figure that is said to ride through the streets of the small town of Bernie, just north of San Antonio. According to legend, the Headless Horseman was a Confederate soldier who was beheaded during the Civil War. Now his ghost is said to haunt the town, searching for his missing head. Why did nobody tell me this? How come I never heard of this? This is wild. Anyways, uh, the Jersey Devil of Texas. The Jersey Devil is a legendary creature said to inhabit the Pine Barrens of New Jersey. But there have been reports of sightings in Texas as well. The creature is described as a large winged beast with a horse-like head and a cloven hooves. Some believe that the Jersey Devil is a demonic entity, while others think it's a unique and undiscovered species. No. <laughs> it's either a government experiment gone wrong, or that is, I don't know what that is. That's weird. The Jersey Devil... That's freaky. <sighs> Obviously, we can't go wrong with the Ghost of Alamo. The Battle of the Alamo fought in 1836 is one of the most famous events in Texas history. It is said that the ghosts of the soldiers who died in the battle still haunt the historic site today. Of course, visitors have reported seeing apparitions of soldiers, hearing unexplained footsteps and voices and feeling an eerie presence throughout the grounds. Oh, I bet. I've been to the Alamo multiple times. Um, that whole area is very historical, very, uh, uh, what do you call it? A lot of history, I could say. <laughs> A lot of, it's, it's pretty crazy, especially if you roam around at night. You can see how kind of like those old, uh, hotels and all this other stuff, they have like this green light tint to it and then they'll turn yellow and then green, like kind of like a spooky-ish color. I don't know. That's just me. Um, all right, well, the next one is uh, The Legend of El Muerto. The Legend of El Muerto is a spooky tale that takes place in the town of Anson, Texas. According to legend, a man named Vital had an affair with a married woman named Julia. When Julia's husband found out, he shot Vital 
and buried his body in an unmarked grave. Now, Vidal's ghost is said to haunt the town, seeking revenge on those who wronged him. Some have reported seeing this, his ghostly apparition, while others claim to have heard his voice whispering in the wind. He wakes. <laughs> um, the Devil's Backbone. Uh, the Devil's Backbone is a stretch of highway located in the Texas Hill Country. According to legend, the road is haunted by a number of ghosts, including a Confederate soldier, a woman in white, and a pack of ghostly dogs. Visitors have reported seeing apparitions and hearing strange noises while driving along that road. Bernie. I'm like north of Bernie. Or like, I'm in Bernie, but north of Bernie. Texas Hill Country is not that far. It's right there. Technically, we kind of are in, over in that area. I've never heard about that either until I researched all this. That's crazy. I've heard a couple of these other ones, though, like the Crying Woman, uh, the Rio Grande, uh, you know. Uh, it, it's, I, I don't know about this one. This one sounds like more of a La Llorona uh, style thing. Um, this is called the crying woman of the Rio Grande. Uh, the crying woman of the Rio Grande is a Mexican folktale that's popular in Texas. Yeah. See, I think it's La Llorona. I don't know why they, you know, they gave me this story. The story goes that a woman drowned her children in the river after her husband left her. Now her ghost can be heard crying, wailing near the river, searching for lost children. So yeah, technically the same. Story. I guess they just kind of changed it up, called it the crying woman of the Rio Grande. Um, so we have uh, the ghost of Jefferson. Jefferson is a historic town in East Texas, or Texas that is said to be haunted by a number of ghosts. Visitors have reported seeing apparitions of soldiers, a woman in a yellow dress, and even the ghost of a playing young girl who likes to pull pranks on guests at a local bed and breakfast. That's not funny, little girl. <laughs> um, the legend of the big thicket. These are so weird, right? Uh, the big thicket is a dense forest located in East Texas. According to legend, the area is haunted by a number of creatures, including the Bigfoot-like wild man of the big thicket, as well as ghosts of Native American warriors and mysterious lights that float through the streets at night, or... Through the trees at night. That's crazy. Uh, the Ghost Road of Mount Bono. Mount Bono is a popular lookout point in Austin, Texas. According to legend, a road once led up to the top of the mountain, but was closed off after a number of accidents and fatalities. Some say that the road is haunted by the ghosts of those who lost their lives there, and visitors have reported seeing ghostly apparitions and hearing strange noises at night. The White Horse of Blanco County. The White Horse of Blanco County is a legend from Central Texas. According to, to the story, a white horse appears to travelers on a certain stretch of road, and those who try to catch it are doomed to be lost forever. Some say that the horse is a spirit guide, while others believe that 
It is a demon or an omen of death. That's crazy. Uh, I mean, I don't know what you would make of a white horse apparition. I mean, usually white is like, means purification, right? Like, it means innocence or, or um, I mean, white is opposite of black, you know, dark and light kind of thing. Would you, what, I mean, what do you guys think? Would you think it would be a demon or an omen of death? I don't know about a spirit. I mean, is it a spirit guy? That's, you would think, right? Like an apparition of a horse. I, I don't know. See, I've never experienced that kind uh, of apparition of a white horse ever. So I, I wouldn't even know. Um, anyways. Uh, we're going to go down to um, the Screaming Bridge. This is the last one. Uh, I know there's hundreds more folklore all around Texas. Um, I just wanted to kind of give out uh, just a few of the ones that are pretty popular around this area, like in all of Texas, uh, the very well-known ones. And kind of some of the ones I've never heard before as well. Uh, just kind of give you an idea what kind of stories there are out here in Texas. I definitely want to try to um, definitely want to try to look into folklores of each state. I think that would be kind of cool. Um, I don't know if anybody else has done that before or not, but I think I want to look into that. I think that you know to learn all this stuff is kind of crazy, you know. Well, anyways, I'm going to uh, say the last two ones. So uh, so the last two are the Devil's Hole. The Devil's Hole is a legendary location in West Texas that is said to be a gateway to hell. According to the story, the hole is a bottomless pit that is haunted by the devil himself, who is said to appear to those who venture too close. Visitors have reported feeling a sense of unease and dread when near the hole. No, thank you. <laughs> See, I've never even heard of these before. Uh, the Screaming Bridge. And I live here in Texas. Like, I live just north of San Antonio. So this is weird to me. Uh, the Screaming Bridge. The Screaming Bridge is a legend about a bridge in Arlington that is said to be haunted by the ghost of a woman who died there. According to the story, the woman has killed or was killed by her husband. Now her ghost screams at night. Warning others of the danger. Visitors are reported hearing her ghostly cries and seeing her apparition in sight. That's actually quite terrifying. I'm not going to lie. That is pretty terrifying. Um, but, uh, yeah, so I hope you guys enjoyed this. Uh a few folklores of Texas, and, you know, this is my home state, uh, and if you guys never knew anything about this, wherever you are out in the world, hope you guys enjoyed, it's not much, uh, but there's quite a few at the same time, you know what I mean, there's, this, obviously this is the whole list, there's probably hundreds of more folklore all around Texas, I am completely missing, um, but if you guys have any 
uh, folklore at all. Go ahead, go to Nightly Encounters on Instagram or Facebook. Just send me a message or send me an email at nightlyencounterspod at gmail.com. Uh, let me say that again, nightlyencounterspod at gmail.com. And you could even submit your own personal encounters, ghosts, creatures, anything that you've ever wanted or wanted. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> Guys, right now it is almost 3 o'clock in the morning on April 19th, 2023. I'm a little tired right now. Uh, but I kind of, again, if you want to send me an email, nightlyencounterspod at gmail.com, if you want to write out your whole story of any encounters you've ever had, if you know somebody that's had an encounter, please reach out. Uh, I'm, I've been kind of dry on my end. I'm going to be, uh, continuing a bunch of other stuff with nightly encounters, while I try to hopefully get um, some fundraising for these tapes I have. I have like literally about 100 reel-to-reels and cassette tapes for the tapes of Mary Lee, which were ESP experiments back in the 1970s. So I definitely hope you guys can help me out with that because I would love to share that with y'all. Um, it's, it's never been released to the public ever. Thank you guys for joining our episode eight folklore of Texas tonight. And, uh, I hope you guys have a great, great day, morning, evening, whatever you're having right now. Um, I just want to remind you guys, please, if you haven't. Follow Nightly Encounters on Instagram, Facebook, uh, press follows, uh, whatever you need to do. Um, it would help me out tremendously. I am so close. I'm finishing film school, so I'm probably going to be doing a lot more Nightly Encounters stuff. So I hope you guys liked uh, uh, my Halloween special from last year. And obviously, a lot of people like the Illuminati stuff, so I'm continuing with that Illuminati stuff. So, uh, if you like it, please join our group, and uh, you guys have a great night. Drinking with memories I'd rather not